0: Hey guys and welcome to Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Moran. So this week on the podcast we have Rosanna Purcell. Rosanna is an actor and a writer, originally from Thurles, County Tipperary, but now living in Dublin. Rosanna has her first play, Test Copy. It's on in the new theatre from the 5th to the 9th of September. I really implore you guys to go and see it. It's with some brilliant people like uh, Pat Kiernan and the folks down in Nina Arts Centre. Uh, and I think it's going to be really, really great. Rosanna is an incredible actress and uh, I'm excited to see it myself. So it would be great if you check it out too. And here is a little clip from Test Copy by Rosanna Purcell.
1: Elaine is staying at my house this weekend and ma'am was under strict instructions with this week's grocery shop. We will require oven pizzas, oven chips, oven chicken nuggets, Ben and Jerry's fish food, anything that will give us the strength, energy and brain power we need to make our practice perfect. Big event coming up. The Transition year Christmas Talent Show happening next Monday, period 7 to 9 instead of double Spanish with nostrils nugent. Thanks be to gracias. Pop, lock. Poke-a-dot. No, Elaine, it's pop-lock-poke-a- Pop-lock-poke-a-fucking-dot, Elaine. It is not that hard, like, Louise, lay off! I didn't even want to do this stupid talent show, like... Yeah, well, we have to do something like everyone else, and this is the only thing we're good at. Uh, no, it's the only thing that you're good at. Mm. Yeah, but... Oh, come on, Elaine, don't start being a fryhead now. Well, who else was going to be my partner? fine but just so you know you're the one being the fry head so can we take a little break please yeah fine whatever grant but then we practice it four more times before Buffy starts a network two okay <coughs> how you right back <coughs> wash you up to? right back <coughs> Did you get my last message dur? Right back. Sorry, Shawnee, Been practising all weekend. See you later. Night. X. V-V-K. See you r too. Night. X. Right back.
0: So, guys, that was Rosanna Purcell performing a little bit from Test Copy there. It sounds awesome to me. I'm really excited to see it, and I implore you guys to check it out, too. Aside from that, guys, some exciting news. We finish up on The Rivals this week. If you haven't already seen it, come check us out. We run this week until the 2nd of September. It's been an absolute ball. I'd love you guys to see it before we finish. Uh, beyond that, doing Fierce Notions in the Fringe, which is a new musical by Fionn Foley, who's going to be on the show, too, very soon. Um, really excited to get that one out to you, too. Uh, we open on September 11th in Smock Alley, as well. Uh, we're doing nine shows, so come and check us out and then beyond that I'm um, starting King Lear in the mill but before King Lear uh, doing a really really exciting um, event of Shakespearean magnitude it's a podcast with Jarrett Regan live at the Tivoli Theatre tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster right now it's presented by Headstuff Promotions and uh, Aiken Promotions it's really really exciting uh, and I'd love to see you guys there go get tickets for that uh, Roddy Doyle is also going to be on the same show chatting to Charlotte Regan uh, from an Irishman abroad and it's a massive deal for us and I would love to see you guys there Guys, other than that, let me know if you're listening, if you're enjoying the podcast. And beyond that, I will see you on the other side. Enjoy Rosanna Purcell playing Personality Bingo with Tom Moran. By the way, I recorded this intro in the showers at Smock Alley. Rock and roll. Tom Moran's Personality
1: Bingo
0: Rosanna, are you ready to play personality bingo? Sure am. All right, let's do it. Okay, so a uh, quick explainer of how it all works. So the 60 balls in here, 60 questions on the sheet. Going to put 60 minutes on the clock. I have drawn up five random numbers for you here. Would you do us a favour and read them out to the listener? 10, mm-hmm.
1: 59, yeah. 17, kay. 29 right. and 37.
0: Wonderful. And would you do me a favour and pick a sixth number between one and 60 of your choosing? Now,
1: do I tell you this number?
0: You can tell me this number.
1: Okay. We'll or oh, you can not
0: if you want. You'd be the first to ever guess not, to, but that could be <laughs> exciting.
1: We'll go with legs eleven.
0: Oh, interesting. Any reason? N-
1: no. Just an instinct. <laughs> but we're playing bingo, so <laughs> yeah. Legs eleven is the the lingo for bingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds awful, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> I I did
0: something similar when we started this. I made a list of like every number. Like I had like like and like I had like drawn a like like a legs eleven. So I had like sixteen like. Legal to have sex or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I, I, I spent like about three hours doing it and then I was like, that was just a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> was like, such a bad I idea. Can't,
1: I can't do this to myself or anybody else, no. <laughs> so bad.
0: Anyway, we don't um so if it's never happened, but it's gonna happen someday that someone is gonna get all six of the numbers. If that person is you, then you get to turn the tables on me and ask me any question in the whole wide world that you might want oh to know Oh man,
1: you're in for if that happens. Okay, right. Well
0: <laughs> we'll see. Right, let's give it a spin. Okay, here we go. Right out the gate, we have number 12. Do you have it? I do not. Okay, no worries. Number 12. Question is... Ooh, do you ever wish you were born the opposite gender?
1: Um, no, I don't. Because I remember even as as a really small kid being like, oh, girls are so lucky because they get to wear trousers and they get to wear skirts and dresses. They can wear whatever they want. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) So I've always been delighted that I can... uh, I can, you know, uh, enjoy my my uh, freedom with clothes. Um no, I don't think I've ever wanted it to be the other gender. I think it's an interesting question given that in the in the era of waking the feminist now and in the era of uh, you know, the real push for equality and he for she stuff and everything. Um like I think there's still a lot of inequality out there in mm. terms of gender in terms of gem- gender balance, like even the other day I was reading the paper and, you know, the top six universities, uh, all the presidents are, are male and it's just, you know, you, it's it's like you think you've you've cracked one area or one area is being worked on and then a whole new one pops up and you're like, oh yeah, that's that's third level education. All the heads of third level of education are men. Mm. Oh, got, never thought of that. And like it's, it's, it's not a vicious cycle but there's just lots of different areas that haven't been uh examined yet and it's gonna it's gonna take a while for gender parity to to come to the fore i think but um no i'm delighted i'm a woman yeah good <laughs> good yeah like well and then like in
0: terms of like i think that that's a kind of new question i think it's the first time it's come up but it's super interesting like especially in terms of like the industry that you're in like and mm. we're in We mentioned like waking the feminists which was obviously like a massive like and like well overdue just acknowledgement that like things were like super messed up and like Mm. was being run in this really really bad way um (laughs) like do you how i don't know like okay so kind of talked about being like a woman in the world like being a woman within i don't know what you want to call it like show business whatever like the words you want to use like what's that like
1: uh yeah like there (laughs) it's funny the like there's a lot of um there's a lot of male parts that I would love to play for example Judas in Jesus Christ Superstar mm, that yeah. is a big dream of mine <laughs> and uh, sometimes when people are like who's your favourite actor I'll I'll I used to automatically go to men who were my male favourite actors and sometimes it's because I just haven't seen my favourite actresses play the parts that they deserve to play and get to show off their range and even I still I still see it in even in the like in the Irish industry or uh, peers and everything where it, there, there's there's one main avenue for women to go down and that's to be the either the, the beautiful leading lady with a tinge of being effed up and all this kind of stuff and mm. then if you're not that you're a character actor mm-hmm. um, and I think there still isn't a lot of opportunities for actresses to be trusted in, in flexing their muscles and flexing their versatility and um, and I that that really frustrates me, yeah. Mm. Uh, so I think there's a lot more trust placed placed in men, um, which is unfair. But I also think there's a lot more uh, range for for men to flex their flex their muscles, mm. which is also unfair.
0: <laughs> yeah, 100. Like how how like so, like obviously you have your play coming up, test copy, which yeah. again sounds like I'm just trying to slip in a plug. But I am interested <laughs> in like what like that is that the first kind of full on like play that you've written
1: yeah it is um like i did a uh, uh i went to the Gaiety school and we did um a brilliant module there called manifesto that mm. john delaney led and it just really set us up for two years with the tools to it not even to kind of learn how to make your own set and learn how to to you know uh you know you think about your own costume and everything but the idea of actually getting your imagination to push beyond the boundaries of the script that's handed to you whereas actually you can you can create a character all by yourself you can create an entire world all by yourself and the challenges over those two years were brilliant and it gave a lot of people the tools to just push their imaginations in directions they never thought possible I went to the gaiety going I'm going to be an actor and an actor is someone who Says the words they're given, you mm. know, and and I came out going, actually, I can, I can, I can do that myself. Mm. That that's really interesting, um, and it took me ages to kind of actually do it, you know. I was t- just doing regular gigs, which were great and everything, but I've had the idea for test copy for uh, for a good while, and uh, then last year I was in Signatories in the Olympia, and I was like, God, this is a fantastic gig. I have nothing coming up after this, so the time is nigh and uh to writing and yeah this is my first uh full-length play
0: yeah because it's like it's super empowering when you like because i think it is i i don't know there's probably something like inherent in some people where they're like no i am because i think that's a a a switch for a lot of people it's like that that switch from like i am an actor to like i don't know like i know people can like criticize the word whatever you want to be but like i am a creator or an artist i don't know what the word you want to use is but like that you're more than just a vehicle for other people's words that you mm. have your own stories and things that you want to tell and i wonder like cuz i think w- within some people that's like quite inherent and like that's very like true to them and then i think yeah. other people and I, I i wouldn't i'm not comparing or um contra- contrasting these even but like some people then i think it is like a little bit more just like no i need to actually take some power back myself cuz like it's really it can be i i write a lot and i don't know yeah. I, d- I wouldn't i don't know how i would manage if i didn't and if i didn't have any agency over like my ability to perform yeah
1: yeah like i did the uh, just a 20 minute work in progress of or a showing of a uh, work in progress of test copy in november down in cork and it was the first time i've i've re- i've i've come to that thing where it's hard work meets luck because Tom Dowling was sitting in the audience and Pat was sitting in the audience. And uh, Tom approached me afterwards with the idea that he's trying he was trying to get a pilot scheme going for Nina Art Centre in Tipperary in a, a way of supporting local artists in making work. And Pat had approached me separately um, being interested in, in developing the script. So the two came together and it was like, I was just so, so lucky that that happened. But it's the whole experience has really given me Courage to stand on my own two feet and courage to use my voice because um, I think when I graduated first, I was uh, I was happy to use my voice and say whatever. And very quickly I was told, you know, I was getting whispers in the ear of like, just be careful of what you're saying there. And you just want to be careful of uh, how you're putting this and how you're phrasing this. And I quickly realized that, like, actually, if I say the wrong thing or if people take things the wrong way. Um, not so much saying the wrong thing, sorry, but like people interpreting, interpreting something that you say the wrong way. Um, it can get you in a bit of trouble mm. and uh, or people just mightn't like it. And that can rule you out of a lot of avenues. Um, and I've seen that happen not so much to me now personally, which it's good, but I've seen it happen to other actors mm. where just um, there's been a bit of a, a clamp down on actually speaking out about about issues and about things and about uh, ways ways they're being treated and stuff, but this process has really given me the courage to not talk about the way I'm being treated or anything, but just to like, like going back to that question of women in the business. Um, I've been a a big advocate of a if a character is, uh, you know, let's say the character is drunk nonstop or they're they're totally self destructive and they're they're this and they're that and they're a disaster. Would they ever stop waking up with perfect curly blow dries on TV then and perfect makeup and all this kind of stuff? And it's like, you know, the the script is saying one thing and what I'm seeing is a very different thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, you know, I'm trying to, I'm always trying to advocate for more honest uh, visual representations of characters as well. And uh, that was really important to me with test copy because I think when you say young teenage girls, nowadays people think of um, they start thinking of like Kim Kardashian makeup and girls watching their figure and fixing their hair and constantly moving on their phones and I'm like nah that mm-hmm. is not the world I came from mm-hmm. like the girl who sat in front of me in first year in, in school was five foot nine the girl who sat behind me was probably five foot wide like girls that like the female comes in all shapes and sizes mm-hmm. and that's what I've been trying test copy to uh, to represent is that the female isn't just one version of something it can be rough and bawdy and taboo and also all of the other things as well self-conscious vulnerable um you know just as fully rounded at that age um as males can be
0: yeah 100 like and that's the weird thing about it because like like i'll be totally honest like as and i i think to a, a much i don't want to compare because it, it's null and void to do so but like to a much lesser extent like a similar thing exists within men so much Mm. lesser but like as a male actor i like i'm really aware that if i like i'm six foot tall uh uh, like i'm like you know like that degree of like self awareness as an actor to kind of not know your brand and not limit yourself but also be aware like this is how i'm probably going to be seen in the industry Mm. like i also know that it's kind of within my interests as like the kind of person uh and and like type whatever that means that i am to like you know like for example like i try and stay fit i do that for health reasons but i also like i'm really aware that like that makes sense for my career and the kind of parts that i get seen for it It, it's it's so interesting but i think that it's really like like first of all important but also probably more importantly it's interesting to see like yeah just the wide spectrum of 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 women because you're right like we are given such a like a watered down diluted General mm. thing of what like
1: women and femininity is yeah, like I think that uh, you know there's there's people will have conversations till the cows come home about oh, it's awful the way actresses are they feel pressured to lose weight and they feel pressured to look a certain way and the conversations will happen, but there's no one there's no one telling them from the top down that you know you don't need to starve yourself, you don't need to do this to your body. you don't need to lose a fifth of your body mass mm. to get on television. Um, because it does seem like that is the way the system is set up because if no one's telling people not to do it mm. and and the thing is like well that's show business that's the way it works um, if that's the way it works then that's that's mad <laughs> you know yeah. um, and look I, I, I understand it and like I've started to, like a good while ago just getting into getting much more into fitness and everything just for my own sanity my own personal health as well mm-hmm. and of course that's that's going to have uh, that's going to have career benefits as well um, and I think it is important that you know you need to be um, you need to be match fit you mm. know you need to be ready for whatever's coming along right. um, like you need to be able for your body to adapt if you are playing a part um, that requires a certain type of physicality that, that you that you can get there you can get there with hard work and if you need to go in the opposite direction uh, that you can do that as well that your body's ready to do that and mm-hmm. um, but I think I think it's important that uh, just that women are are told that um, you don't need to, to to be so extreme and uh, you know you need to have to live your life as well. Yeah, you
0: know, one hundred percent. Like, I, it's funny. I was thinking about that last night. Like, I I've um I've been just trying to be and and like like that. You know, like we're both like we're both talking about kind of we're kind of both like double jobbing a little bit at the moment, yeah. and it's super intense. Uh, it's so busy, and I was like, but I, as a result. I'm kind of... I'm, I'm being, like, kind of out of necessity, mainly because I don't have a time to be unhealthy, but I'm, like, yeah. being super healthy. But I was like, gosh, it is kind of, like, boring as well. <laughs> like, I was like... I, like, yeah. I do, like... Because, like, you know, like, there's those ridiculous quotes, like, what is it? It's nothing... Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels and all that kind of stuff.
1: Says Kate Moss, who is, what, a size... Four, zero? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, man, I, I
0: saw this crazy story I, and I, I didn't even click onto it. i'm sure it was clickbaity. let's just let's just propose it's true that Gemma arton whatever project she's working oh, on oh
1: that they they were filming her going to the gym did you see the this producers were filming her going to the gym to make sure she was losing weight for the part
0: like man that's crazy
1: yeah now i don't know if, if that's true if it's clickbait and stuff yeah but, uh, oh yeah that's extreme
0: like for, for, let's 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 even say it is clickbait the fact that like we both were like yeah I, I believe that Like says enough Yeah Do you know what I mean yeah.
1: Like it is crazy and, like, and even like I mean I think she's She's a total babe Like absolutely gorgeous Oh 100% like, you would Like I would just assume Like someone like her Has the perfect body anyway mm. You know But see that's the thing Women like Women are the hard Like we're so hard on ourselves And men we're so, Everyone Like humans Are so hard on themselves mm. Like every everyone is I think to a certain extent Unhappy with Their physicality Or the way they look And like but I think that has to come from you then if you want to change it change it you have the power to do so your weight and your your body is something you can work with do you know Mm. it's something that you should be in control of and when but when it's being told from the mass industry that no 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 you can't look like this you need to look like this then you're you know no wonder there are 7 or 8 year old there's like there's there's kids presenting as young like uh, with uh, eating disorders as young as 7 and 8 now yeah. that is crazy mm-hmm. because I think I think and I think the media has a huge role to play in that because they're seeing like I said they're seeing characters that are you know all over the shop but they're still they still look how do they manage to still look so perfect because they're on set at 5 in the morning and they're getting their hair and their makeup done and that's that's totally where the industry works and I, I get that as well but at the same time be true to the character i think the the physical the physical representation needs to be true to the character as well
0: yeah 100 yeah nice <laughs> let's give it a spin uh, okay here we go number 19 do you have that one i do not no worries number 19 question is have you or do you ever consider emigrating
1: oh my god uh yeah all of a sudden i am uh like I think every actor in Ireland to- toys with the idea of London. Sure. And I feel like the time is nigh at the moment. Well, I felt like the time is nigh quite a few times and I've gone, I'll go, I'll go. No, I won't, I won't and I've um like last year i I d I'd I'd a really cool audition in uh in London for for the Globe and I was like, Oh my god, this is it. This, this this is this is the ticket. This this I this is this is the ticket to London. And, you know, it didn't happen, but uh I'm like you know, I I, I think a lot of actors think oh, I'd definitely go over if I had something to go over too, Right. Because um, it's very difficult going over and setting up camp and having to work three jobs to keep your head above water um, over there. Um, so, like, I, I would like, but I would like to give London a shot, mm. uh, definitely, because uh, I've just the work over there is incredible. You know, like, you go to see stuff in the Globe and Bristol Old Vic and you're like oh wow and, but like at the same time it was the Irish it was Irish theatre that got me acting in the first place and it's entirely my first love I would love to be able to sustain a career in Irish theatre in Irish film and television mm-hmm. um, it just seems a bit impossible at the moment and just to kind of um, push myself as well I'd like to like just really push for push myself in a different direction as well because I don't want to be like 50 or 60 going, why, why didn't I do it when I had the time? and yeah. have kids and all this stuff. But also uh, myself and my boyfriend are also half thinking about just going to Sicily for about two months. <laughs> um, we're, th- we're just thinking about it like kind of maybe December, January, just going over because um, I have a new project I want to start writing. He's a writer. Uh, so we're just thinking about going over living cheaply for a few weeks, seeing how that goes. That'd be amazing. Yeah, like I think what's cool about this job as well is that like, you're not tied down like your your contracts and your your gigs are in pockets of time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you have an empty pocket of time, why not? Why not have a change of scenery with the <laughs> with the unemployment, <laughs> with the unemployment? Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So we're just thinking of it, it, it might, like if, if there might be changes in circumstance or whatever, like one of us might get a, another job or something. But um. yeah, I think it's it's a really hard thing to do when you're an actor, because like we we are so you know we're we're adventurous people by nature I think and it's like oh I'm gonna go travel the world and then I'm going to conquer the acting world but then it's it's very hard to do that because you feel like oh I'll, I need to be here my agent is here and uh, this is where the work is and this is where people know me uh, if a gig happens it'll happen here mm. um, but then more and more and more I I'm kind of like well you can't sit around and be waiting for that to happen you have to have a life outside of it as well yeah you know if if I think if uh, you know I think acting is a wonderful thing but if you're if you're if you're not enough without it you're not, you'll never be enough with it I think you need to have a world of experience behind you mm. the outside of it as well
0: that's you know? really interesting that's a good point because like because uh, I'm I like would feel really similarly Like, and for the first time now for me like i'm probably having that where i'm kind of like hmm london I, I when i was younger yeah. i was really like oh london will be, be the place because yeah. i kind of came from more of a musical theater place and that's right what i thought i wanted to do all the time whereas now i'm like oh that's the thing i can do sometimes maybe yeah, yeah. um where so but like just what you were saying there because i what i find is when friends move i always catch myself like i feel challenged in a good way i kind of always like oh okay why are they moving and why am I moving and as long as like they can move for whatever reason they want and like as long as I'm not m- not moving because I'm afraid of it I'm yeah. like it's okay cuz right now I feel like it actually still makes sense for me to be here but mm. to turn that back then you said like it's also important to like you know make sure that you're happy and I if I moved to London I would 100% be moving to London for career reasons mm. 100% but we, but but my career like is super important to me. and makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. But it's like so it's that it's that weird. Like it's it's just a really interesting thing because I I like really love living in Dublin. Yeah, like I really do. But like you wouldn't want to ever let that get in the way of like you having a a, a bigger a better whatever word you want to use a more fulfilling career. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like wh- 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 when you have friends, because I'm sure you have a lot of friends that have made the move, like and yeah, just colleagues yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like, what do you have that moment where you're kind of like it, it kind of makes you that little bit more introspective for like a day or two
1: yeah like um, uh, yeah like the, <laughs> the other day I was uh, brought in to do a, a voiceover um, I'm, I'm with Voicebank, and I was do I was sitting in the foyer of the studio and I was like okay I have a f- show on the fringe coming up and I'm doing test copy and things are at the ball is getting rolling again this is exciting and then Aoife Duffin walks out the door cause she's in doing post-production on a short film and you're like oh okay yeah there's there's a visible representation of the ladder. like Aoife Duffin is like she's one of my favourite actresses ever I think mm. she's exquisite and she's just so so good um, but she's someone who has been in London for quite a while now and has able has managed to do to you know kind of straddle both sides of the pond as they say like she's had a, she's a she's so well-known here and she's become so well-known over there mm. you know and um and uh, like it does kind of make you go oh god uh how how how, how, did, how do i make that happen how 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 can that happen for me but then you just have to be like okay that's she's a totally different actress where where you know everyone is so different like comparison is the thief of joy don't be doing that to yourself um and also like there's different i mean I don't know what age Eva Duffin is but I, th- I think she's like a little bit older you know it, and mm. it's it's different strokes for different folks it's um, I remember someone telling me one time there's no right way about about doing anything in this business mm. it's all so different for uh, for everyone you know you can train for six years and you can be un- and you can be be unemployed for the following six years or you can get one gig and you're set for life you know it's it's so so different for everyone and um, but yeah, you do see friends going over, and you're you're like, yeah, I'd like to give that a go, mm. <laughs> just to just just for the challenge of it, just to 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 try it. And um, but there is there is the fear of like, but I don't know anyone, and no one knows me over there, but they know me here. And but I mean, why not? You yeah, know? yeah. Life is too short.
0: One hundred percent. I think yeah, like that's the thing as well. Like, how often do you see like someone? move to london and within like six months a year like they're back doing a really great gig here yeah because and it's because it's like a fucking 45 minutes in the plane it doesn't yeah. matter it's yeah. so easy yeah um and there probably is something to be said for like when you go away then people here. i don't know maybe that's bollocks but like maybe like they kind of go like wow, oh, like they're gone over there i don't know like there, uh, there could be something psychologically going on there do you know Yeah.
1: like i think as well like i was saying that like you have to you have to be happy first and foremost. And if you're happy, like you were saying, you're really happy living in Dublin. I'm really happy living in Dublin. I love living in Dublin. And I love that my family are only an hour and a half drive away from me. Like, and I love the community here. I love the work here. Like I like, like I said, it it's what got me going. I like that's the big goal. But I feel like if I start clutching, like, you know, metaphorically trying to clutch it too much, it's going to crack in the palm of my hand and I'll end up broken hearted because like I was saying it might it might happen it might never happen mm. it happens so differently for everyone Yeah. so just to even give myself the headspace of or give like give yourself the headspace of there is a world outside of what's here as well you know it's possible to do it over there it's possible to do it in France it's possible to do it in Australia you know it's um, you can you know if you're in I think you know you're th- there's no language barrier with acting well mm. No, that's <laughs> there is <laughs> if you're given a script in Spanish or something. Yeah, yeah. But, uh But uh, like, I mean, your 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 talent should translate. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, or your your ability should translate. Um, yeah. But I think your happiness needs to come first and foremost. If like, it's 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 taken me until now to be like, okay, I think I'm in a good enough or a happy enough position to to try the London thing. Mm, yeah. If that's gonna happen, I think. But it might never happen I might <laughs> Again I might be just be Like I go through fear. I go through periods Of being like Here I go I'm going to London See everyone And then No it doesn't happen So yeah. it might not <laughs> Yeah
0: And Yeah no it, it's so true And I, I Going back to like What you're saying about like Because I think that's That's the thing like uh, Like uh, for example Like and, and it's even a weird thing to say But like I would love to work In the Abbey I would love to work In the Gate Like probably mm. uh, Nearly every Irish actor would Yeah But like don't like Need to I'd really liked it. Like, it's like a dream and it's mm. a goal. Like, yeah. and I really, like, tangibly, like, want it to happen. Yeah, but absolutely. But if it doesn't happen, it's okay. Like, I want to work more than I want to work in the gate and the abbey. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. It, it, what really, like, even standing backstage in Smock Alley at doing the Rivals at the moment, I'm like, it's like, I, I, I say it to myself every night before I go on, I'm like, well, like where else would you actually rather be? Like, this is so great mm. to, like, be going on, like, to do a play with, like, brilliant people and like it, like good fun and like audience they're enjoying it's so
1: great it's brilliant like it's like it like stuff like that i think as well like like the rivals like like uh like even with test copy like i was doing it in nina to uh you know 70 something people and i mean the only like there there were no theater people in to see it mm. um and in Clamell, kind of similar to that um it rem- it kind of brings you back to like you know, are you doing this because you want to be on a big stage and you want all the uh, other producers and directors to come see you? Or are you doing it for the audience? Mm. Like, who's who's this for? What's the work for? Um, and I think it, it has to always come back to the work. Otherwise, it, it yeah, it becomes too like, e- like too about the ego and too, too, too self-centered. And I like. I I know very very few self centered people in in the industry but like yeah like I mean the Abbey and the Gate and Druid I mean there there's so many actors Irish actors dreams you know mm. um to work with the uh, those companies and those people um but I think yeah taking just taking the grasp off them a little bit might be good because um people I think people get themselves into knots about them as well mm. you know like like you know people get really really frustrated when they're not seen for something that's going on in one of the big houses. Um myself like my I have I've done it myself, myself included, you mm. know, it's 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 hard, you know, because you're like, well I, I started I started doing all of this because I saw a show on that stage, like when I was ten years old and all this kind of stuff. And but like that you just yeah, taking the pedal off and being like, look, there's there's lots of other work, there's lots of other ways that you can be connecting with audiences. You know, it doesn't have to be from one of those massive stages. Yeah. But of course they're massive career goals and they're massive lovely boxes to be able to tick you know 100 percent. yeah yeah yeah. and the work is fantastic in 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 both of them so which
0: is what it comes down to like i think that's like the reason because you're just like it's brilliant stuff and you've seen so many brilliant things there you want to be a part of that like that culture of brilliance yeah that's really what it comes down to yeah and that's that's healthy i think (laughs) think that's allowed all right let's have another spin Mm, okay number 43 how are we doing on that one
1: Nope, ah, right. three.
0: no worries number 43 question is if there was one thing you could change about Ireland what would it be <gasps> you're getting big questions I like I'm your questions I'm getting such big questions
1: yeah. like I was saying I was listening to Marina Carr yesterday and uh, I could just listen to her all day but she was like coming out with the most profound like you asked her about nine eleven, and she just had this amazing <laughs> response like oh my god how would you follow that I know um, what a woman uh, is there anything about Ireland I'd like to change oh yeah Mm. Um, a part of me is uh, I remember thinking once upon a time the kind of a—I uh, think Irish people are you know inherently good and inherently lovely um, but sometimes I think a cynicism can take over mm. and a kind of a self-defeatist attitude or uh, and also a kind of a surface level everything's okay and underneath things are a disaster um, you know I think I think think like like the mental health system uh, I think you know. Think the elastic band has kind of been released on that a bit. Things are starting to change, but uh, I think I, th- I suppose it's 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 probably from the world over. Do you know, like the from the top, the the people at the top need to come down a peg or two and actually, you know, taste the air down here because things are very very different and not as sweet as it seems to be up there. Do you know, mm, mm. Um, like I think like what yesterday there was the highest recorded um number of people on the streets in dublin really yeah in the last like 20 years uh mm. like it It feels sometimes like there's a bit of an like pockets of like an apocalypse happening like <laughs> there, there was that there was the the massive floods in the north of the country and all this kind of stuff and uh like god sometimes the, the country feels like it's 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 gonna crack at the seams mm. but i think the irish people have an incredible uh way of banding together and uh helping each other out um, I'm not really I'm talking uh, talking in circles how do I <laughs> yeah sometimes I think just the the kind of uh, the idea of kind of throwing in the towel and being like oh look we'll we'll uh, w- it'll fix itself or it'll be grander yeah like, no we need to kind of we need to actually work on things and uh um, not just talk; we need to take action and stuff. But I, I, but at the same time, I think the Irish people are great for doing that too. <laughs> like, I think the people at the top just need to actually listen and take action. They're the ones that need to take action. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's really interesting. Like, um, the, actually, that, that's maybe a question that I want to add in. It's like, what do you think of Bono? I think this is a really interesting question. Like, a lot of people don't like Bono. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I think he's super. I'm inter- not even. I, I, I'm gonna leave my opinion completely aside. On it, it's just really interesting how like. I know there's loads of like weird stuff about like taxes and going away, and people are like, "Fuck that shit,"
1: but but but, but at the same time, uh, like people are like, "Oh, would he get off the stage? Thinks he's God and all this like saving the poor people." I'm like, "Well, are you doing it? What do you, are know you what I mean? Doing?
0: Like, we're talking like probably millions, if not billions, of like euro. Whether it's like them directly or like the the greater like things." Like they've done as a band for like just, tr- like just trying. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not saying I'm not I'm in no way saying they're perfect. I'm not in no way saying that what they do like tax wise here. I don't know the ins and outs. So I I so let's just say it's not morally correct. Let's yeah. just say that. But like they like tr- like I there's a lot to be said for someone who tries.
1: Yeah, like um myself and Shane were talking about Conor McGregor last night. I was watching a few videos. I was like, so what is all the fuss about? Let's have a look at this guy. Show me some of his videos, and like you know like we were saying the Irish uh, theatre industry and film and television industry it's small but Ireland is a small country and it came into my head yesterday I was like you can drive from the top of this country to the bottom of it in about 7 or 8 hours Mm. we are not a big country so naturally what comes with that is slightly a kind of a small community feel which is lovely and like I was saying people do help each other and bandy together and that's fantastic but sometimes with that can be a small minded mentality And I'm not I'm not saying that's the country over. It's not, Mm. um. But there are there is there is uh, a lot of it as well, and uh, like so like someone like Conor McGregor, um. There's people who would I think lay down on the road and die for the man, and there's people who would happily push him out in front of a truck. Like there's such a love hate relationship to him, and I'm just interested about that. Like, like I'm not in. Like the whole explicit advertising stuff and travelling the world for millions upon millions of dollars to to tell people that you're going to beat them up um, that doesn't interest me what does interest me is the unashamedly the, like the unashamedly uh, confi- like his confidence his mm. confidence is phenomenal and like we were saying last night that like what his confidence comes from his hard work so, but there's still such an element of begrudgery to the man, do you know, and I think that like I'd love to I'd love to eradicate that from the country. Mm. Like, don't begrudge people. Let them, let them do what they want. And I I remember seeing a comment online about, uh, you know, Conor McGregor is one of the first people from the country who's just been like, yeah, I am good at what I do. I'm fantastic at what I do. I earn a lot of money in what I do, and I work really hard for it. What are you going to do about it? Because if you didn't have the hard work to back it all up. He'd be a like he would be a laughing stock, right? But he has like the man is like peak fitness. He's a machine. Mm. Like he's he's terrifying. Like he's like this. Like you don't want to wake up and see someone like that standing at the end of your bed. Like Mm. he's he looks like he could just like pop your pop your head right off your shoulders. Yeah. Um. And that's like that's incredible. (laughs) You know.
0: So I I right. Let's let's work out a theory. Like so. What do you think of this? That. The fact that like though the people that we like m- mentioned are like for example like let's say McGregor like mm. what I think what's challenging to some people about that is because he does work hard yeah I think that's challenging mm. like do you do you even know like like we could let's bring it back to like your, like friends who work in the same industry as you like and this applies to any industry but like just because we are actors you have some friends who are who are like you know they really work hard on like yeah. their craft or like yeah. they're constantly writing or they're yeah. constantly just. Tr- Taking class, whatever it is, like you just know those people that like work their ass off, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, Like I think that can be really like challenging to people. Whereas then, and I love Chris O'Dowd. I, I, he's the first example that came to my mind as someone who like very few Irish people would hate. I'd say because yeah. he does it that kind of air of like oh I've just kind of like stumbled he's into the all this, most lovable man in the world. Though. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like he like, and I'm sure by the way, like for example, like he he like has like tony award nominations he is like moon boy that he's written directed produced like that guy obviously works his ass off but like he he's never like overt about it you know what i mean Uh which is just a choice and like as just a legitimate one as what mcgregor does like you know where he says like like i work every day like he he talks about like you know when he was in the dole and like luke and or whatever was in the gym like seven days he just gave up his life just to achieve this thing i Mm. think it's like I think that's just challenging to people, and I think that the response to that is that cynicism. Because I totally agree. If I would answer to that yeah. question, it'd be the exact same.
1: Yeah, I think I, I'm actually I'm re I've a couple of months ago I went through this really weird uh, relationship with social media. Um, I'm not going to say I'm fully out the other end of it now, but I just went through this thing of like, what what purpose is this serving, especially in this industry, to anyone? And I was really interested in having conversations with people about. um Actors on social media, mm. and where is the line between, uh, you know, self promotion and just showing off that kind of stuff, and the amount of actors that were like, well, I, well, I have to, I have to keep putting up what I'm doing because I have to let people know that I'm working. I'm like, but, but who, but who's seeing it? You know, it's it's Facebook should be just for your friends, you know, um, but we have casting directors and directors on Facebook as is what I was being told and and like i'm aware of that myself um so i like i think like you know connor mcgregor i was even looking at his instagram last night and like like i mean some of the stuff on it is is just uh so out, like it's so like i i'm the king yeah, it's I'm, funny. i I, <laughs> I am the shit um totally unapologetic and do you f- like i do not know where the line is where of of kind of just letting people do their thing and that's fine But then you but then you overhear people have been like, did you see what your ones after putting up on social media? Did you see what he's after saying now on Twitter and all this kind of stuff? I'm like, well, what is the what purpose is all that serving? And is there a pressure? Is there a pressure on people in the entertainment world to to constantly be doing that? Mm. Because then you see people who aren't doing that and they're like. They're so admirable, and they're they're doing they're doing brilliant work as well. But then you see people who are doing brilliant work, and they're on it as well. Maybe they're yeah. I kind of came to the conclusion like, look, there's no there's no right or wrong with that either. There's no one rule or the other. You know, there's there's now courses in setting up your own uh, Facebook page as an actor. Mm. Um, there's now courses in that, which is mad. But that seems to be the, the way the industry's go going. So I just kind of went, okay, that's I just need to it's my own relationship with it then obviously so i just kind of adjusted that or whatever yeah that tried to care less about it
0: 100 percent. it's so interesting that you say that because for the first time recently um i like considered setting up like uh because i like so i would do that kind of thing more so on twitter i think Mm. for example this is such a it's such a like nerdy conversation but kind of like interesting one i have because it's not something that like is talked about like when someone say tweets about the rivals right yeah like I'm in the habit now at the moment of like retweeting that yeah. if someone tweets something about this podcast I retweet it because we're, for both things I want to like funnel people's interest towards mm. it because especially for the podcast like to just try keep our listenership at a, a good level and constantly yeah. growing with the rivals like we've had really good houses but like we haven't like sold out one where there's like not a seat in the house either you know mm. what I mean yes. so to try get people into it and for the first time i'd considered setting up a facebook page because i do those facts videos yeah yeah and they're now doing this thing where they want to start tagging us so oh, they're like okay. can we use your personal profile right, and i was kind of okay. like yeah you can now i get tons of facebook requests that i don't want to accept because like that i generally speaking, i'm only friends with my friends yeah. on facebook uh and for the i don't know i was and i was thinking about it and i was like it would make sense because i do a lot of things like i had like the web series the podcast the facts videos. Acting stuff like it would make sense, but I, I had that moment where I was like, "But people are going to think you're a dickhead." Because y-
1: y- yeah, but see that see that's the thing. It's like it's like it's like you can't like you have if you make the decision to do to to go down that route, then do it. Give it give it everything, and don't be wor- like like anything. Don't be worrying about what people are thinking about you because you, you, you can't. You mm. know, it's it's not for them either. You mm. know, let them think what they want, but at the same time. Uh, it's it's a I think it's it's a personal choice. I mean, there's the there's a we're now apparently in an industry where if you have if you're down to the final two for a part in a movie, the person with the most Instagram followers will get the part. Yeah, like I had a mate who was up for a huge part in a film, and the other actress had uh, about two thousand more Instagram followers, and like she she was told this as part that was part of the decision. Like what's that? <laughs> really? <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, that's interesting.
1: But like, that's mental. I that, thought that was like a thing mental. for. And, and <laughs> is this
0: a person? Obviously not going to name them. Is this a person that was like a celebrity actor? Or are they like? Uh,
1: no, no, not like. like on, on the on the way on the. Yeah, way we're not talking like Robert Sheehan or something like. Do you know no, what I mean? No, 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 no. Right. I do not know Robbie Sheehan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But that's so interesting. Like, I thought that was something that like might influence like whether like, I. Don't know like Tom Hardy or Christian Bale Like or Not even then That's a bad example But like someone like Maybe two steps below them On the ladder You know what I mean Yeah
1: but are you spending All your time then Doing up hashtags So that you'll gather All those followers That don't know you Or are you actually Working Right You know Are you actually Trying to make something Or are you actually Reading or are you Writing or are you Watching something Or critiquing something right
0: well that's the thing like okay then this is like the upset and like I said it to like a mutual friend of ours I'll tell you after it is but like they were like <laughs> talking to me about like what um, just just about we were we were chatting and they were kind of like feeling crap about things and like kind of confused like w- they're literally like why why, like why do you think like what should I be doing more of? And it's like, first of all, I don't know. I like, as uh, no one knows. Like you can't tell another person yeah, that, yeah. but like you can like offer maybe some kind of thing that like has helped you. And like, I heard this really interesting quote the other day, and I've been kind of like saying, it's like an embarrassing quote, but it's also kind of useful. It's, they're talking about, because I, I, it took me a while to get around to the notion of like, that it's, of like calling like what we do like show business because I was like I like I like I'm in acting but like then when you hear something like that it's like no it's actually show business yeah. and there's it's like the show that's really important like your craft like what you can do what you can actually show what your product is gonna yeah. ultimately be but then like the business of like selling that getting that out there getting yourself into rooms whatever else mm. and like I heard a really good quote about it like unfortunately it's show business it's four letters for show it's eight letters for business that's how you should treat it like. and I mean like there's a part of you that's kind of like that's disgusting no like I'm an actor like I'm a craftsman or woman like that's what's really important to me but you also like that's kind of undeniable like it it, that's probably like a really like oversimplified way of looking at it but there's also probably some truth to it
1: yeah I think there is but I I, I do think it's a choice as well like Mm. you you have the choice to engage with that world with that with like you, you have the choice to engage like as much as you want with that world, but you also have the choice to engage as little as you want with that world. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, there's plenty of actors who are at the top of their game who have, you know, don't even do T V interviews and just don't engage with that whole cyberspace nonsense at all. Mm. Um but and then there's plenty of actors who are at the top of their game who go wholeheartedly for it. Um it's it's I it's I think it's it's a choice. It's it's a choice and I think I th- but I think it's a r- it's it's really tough for when you feel like you're at the bottom of the food chain or something, and you're you are trying to create your own work and stuff, that you feel the pressure, that well, I sh- well maybe I should be doing that as well because that's that's what's that's what's working for people at the top. Or, mm. But again, I think I think it's a choice. I and like that, some uh, someone had told me one time I was having a conversation about all this social media stuff with someone, and they were like, "There's someone who have been on the insides of uh, auditions and um, rehearsal rooms, and they were saying." you Know your social media isn't what gets you indoors, it's not no. like your Instagram, your how good you look in a selfie, how much hashtags you put in the end of stuff, how much uh, how many rehearsal rooms you've you're in this week, or hashtag W E R K, mm. um, mm. doesn't matter, no, like they don't care,
0: no, 100%. And when I said like that, which is thing.
1: but which is encouraging as well, that it, it's it's your ability, that hopefully, like it still seems that like. You know, it like the your ability gets you into the room. Like as much as that is being kind of filtered at the moment, Mm. um, I think that's still the truth behind the business, which is still which gives hope i think 100 you know?
0: percent, and what like what i said about like the business thing i i know we were talking about and it kind of did spark the thought about like social media and stuff but i also meant like you know that thing of just like that embarrassing thing of like like what we were talking about before we went on mic i was saying it's really hard to get people in to see the rivals like yeah. i'm like it's a play i'm really like proud of and a part that i think is like you know really good for me and a part yeah. that i'd like to see people see me do because yeah. it's just i just really am enjoying it and i think yeah. it's like a it's what the show is 100 percent not a showcase for me but like there are people that I want to work and I'd be very happy to say like oh this is like a thing that I can do and I would love to work with you because I've seen things that you have done uh-huh. and I think you're great but like so like like that whole end of the business that like it, 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 embarrassing in the sense of like you know sending emails and trying to get people in and then you hear like you hear of people who go to like every opening night and they'll try and talk to all the people and I find that really hard it gives me a lot of anxiety to try and
1: yeah there's some people who are, who are just really naturally charming and stuff and uh, like I think actors are charming by nature but um, the majority of people I know like myself included really struggle with the, that idea of <gasps> I'm in a theatre for you now and there's people here. Do I need to actually say something? I'm I am the worst for meeting those kind of people and I'm just like, Oh my god, I've nothing to say to you. I don't know what to say. I'm mm. I'm just really, and like you end up panicking and just like feeling like <laughs> you're just dancing in front of someone and you yeah. it's re it's really tough. I think people really struggle with it. Yeah. It's it's a really hard thing to do. Um but it's also not necessary, you know. Mm. Um, I remember years and years ago, I was working. Uh, not years and years ago. God, I make myself sound so old. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was when I was training in the gay team for my first year, I worked in I worked in front of house in the Abbey for my first year, and um, it was great, you know. Um, like, but I was just I was just working in the bar front of house, um, and uh, an actor in one of the shows said to me, um, "Keep an eye out now for the people who are going to come in on the opening night, and they haven't even seen the show, but they'll come along for a drink after." and they'll try and talk to a director and basically his point was that uh, he's uh, he's like I've, I've yet to be proven wrong that that method doesn't work but it's a choice do you want to be that kind of an actor or do you want to be the actor who works their bollocks off and gets somewhere on their merit that's you know? so interesting
0: I would never think of not going to the show but going to afterwards I
1: know I know and, and like look like you could be going to meet a friend who's been in the show of course that's fine you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, I don't think people go oh I'm going it's now half ten the show is over I must go and talk to someone yeah, yeah. I, I think that's well, oh god I hope that doesn't go on But maybe it does but uh look there's like it, you know people show up after shows and like that's fine as well you probably like it's a small industry everyone mm. knows everyone you're probably just meeting a mate or whatever but like you know like the, there's only so much like and, and to be honest I think the kind of Networking thing Sometimes it can be A bit of a myth Like do you know When it's like Oh I don't want to go I don't want to go To this show Because it's opening night And there'll just be Too many business heads there And I'll just I'll just be Like everyone will just Think I'm schmoozing Or I'm networking mm. Like well no I mean like You can have an honest You can have a conversation With someone Without Uh dripping all over them and trying to sell yourself as well you know mm. and I think the majority of people do that you know they're, they're just having conversations 100% and naturally like your, your work is the thing you have in common so that's you know someone's going to ask you what are you working on at the moment or what are you doing at the moment or mm. what are you up to at the moment you know it's <laughs> that question of every actor hates being asked what are you up to at the moment but yeah. every actor asks it you know because like, it co- it co- I think it comes from an honest place like it comes from a good place that like it's, it's you know we, our work is what we have in common that's what we're going to talk about, mm. you know, and we'll we'll get past it eventually. But if it's if it's someone you you only kind of know a little bit naturally, it's it's your point. To, it's your common point of contact. <laughs> yeah, 100
0: percent. 100 percent. Yeah. Right. Let's give another spin. Yeah. yeah, am yeah. Right, cool. Num- waffling on am at all. No, that was lovely. Number 45. Do you have that one?
1: 45. I do not. All right.
0: No worries. Um Have you ever or would you ever consider seeing a fortune teller?
1: Oh, I don't think I'd be able for it at all. Uh, So you've not done it? No, uh, I think I'd. I remember my mum saying to me uh, that like she wouldn't go to a fortune teller because she feels like you'd spend you'd spend your whole the rest of your time trying to guide yourself towards that. Yeah. Or like, well, I'd just be afraid I'd be told something awful, and I'd like I'd know my anxiety wouldn't be able for that at all. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, No, I think I'd no, I'd just know, let life come at me when uh, as a surprise <laughs> yeah i know that's
0: true like i've actually been really like i've I, i'd be really interested to do it. i've never done it but i i'd be really interested to do it but like that i'd be afraid that because they said it then it had to happen and i didn't have a chance to like influence any of it you know because yeah. they said it yeah, yeah, they yeah. know all right they know so like i, know, I can't do anything about it yeah. but yeah i don't know it's
1: like i'm not like it's not that i'm a, a cynic or anything like i like i'm i'm always ru- like i think i'm actually the opposite i'm overly naive when it comes to those things I'm like oh my god you met a fortune teller what did they tell you (gasps) like I I love those kind of stories of like uh mediums and fortune tellers and being told things that actually come true I Mm. I find that fascinating like it like it and it all it adds to the idea of there's so much more out there than the basic human being being on this earth you know there's there's all sorts of other powers at work but uh no I, I think just for my own uh (laughs) Yes <laughs> sanity, I don't think I'd be able for important time. Mm. Yeah. I'd I uh, I'd be too nervous.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go again. Uh okay, number 34. thirty four. no. Okay, number thirty four. Oh, 34. I'm not any numbers. oh m- m- we still got time. Okay. I-, I have faith in you yet. Number thirty four. Uh tell us about a moment in your life that you would describe as a close call.
1: Oh my god, Marina Carr got asked this one. Uh
0: yeah, she don't I don't think she was having any of that either. O oh.
1: oh, M G. Um I a close call like you mean like you know, a near fatality kind of thing. Well,
0: I don't know. It's such a leading question. I actually think I'll get rid of that question. I don't <laughs> I, I don't I don't think I like it. I don't think yeah. I like the place it puts the guest in the position of having a station. Every time it comes up, let me mark a little star beside it. <laughs> you can tell me if well, you well, have okay, something.
1: Give me your definition of close call.
0: I don't know. When I say think close call, one time I was in uh I think it was mm, somewhere in the w- was it like Claire. I think it was somewhere in like the south of Ireland Uh anyway and uh, we were in this beach and it was like known for like you know riptides and stuff and me and my mum got like swept out a little bit and we yeah. were on like some kind of a little bodyboard you know and we got like swept out it was really scary i don't know how da- like much how in danger we actually were probably not that much but yeah. at the time like it was super <laughs> scary oh yeah. my god um i don't know how many close calls i've had like i've never been in a fight i think i'd hate to be in a fight i think if i was in a fight like i was like mugged or something i think that would like really like affect me like i think i would like lose a lot of confidence for like a long time like, I think I'd be really afraid to go outside and stuff. Yeah. So I've never had anything like that happen. I've been really lucky.
1: Yeah, close. I mean, close call wise, I've been pretty far. Like, I remember uh, when we were doing stage combat in the gaiety school. Um, we were doing the stage combat exam. And the examiner was over from, I think he was over from Rad or something. And he said, um, hands up here, anyone who's ever been punched. And I think I was the only person who put up my hand in the whole class. And uh, he was like, can you tell me what that was like? And I was like, it's it's horrific. It's it's the most shocking experience being punched. It's awful. Um, Like, and he was like, well, exactly. So if you're going through a big series of, you know, stage combat like the these, like we were doing Unarmed and, you know, like myself and uh, my partner Ian McAvoy were throwing each other around the place in this big vicious scene. But then it's like, oh yeah, like one punch is going to really shock you. A series of violent attacks against each other is going to, wreck you so we yeah. need to you know uh, step up the acting a bit more and mm. uh, do a bit more work on that but the experience the experience being punched was I was um, I'd gotten off I was living on Bow Beau Lane West which is up near St James's in second year in the Gaty and uh, I was at the gym or something and I got off the Lewis and I was walking up uh, Stevens's lane do you know the uh, where the Lewis uh, yeah. goes from Houston up that little narrow lane mm. I was walking up there and I was on my phone but I was on my ear my headpiece on my phone so I was talking into like my uh, the little mouthpiece but I had my phone in my hand and there were two young ones walking down the other side and both of them were carrying little litre bottles of Smyrna vodka and it was like it was pretty dark it was about 6 o'clock but it was pretty dark it was like January or something and uh they crossed the road and I've never had that feeling before. I was like, they're coming for me. And I like I just I I had a really bad feeling. I was like, they're going to try and take my phone or something. So I just I just uh, tucked it up my sleeve. And Claire, my friend, was uh nattering away in, in into my ear, like on the phone. And uh, they just came either side of me. And one of them took out their hand and just went and whacked me in the face. And then just went boom and kept walking. And uh, like. If I had so much as reacted, I would have got the bottle across the face. Mm. So um, I just kind of stood there. (laughs) What was terrible was that there were people in front of me and people behind me. Not one of them asked me, was I okay or anything? Um, Now, it wasn't the most vicious of attacks, but. Something like that, like the shock, the, the of, it. shock of it. Like yeah. I, I just started bawling. I was like, "Claire, I have to call you back. I'm about to get hit in the face." <laughs> she was like, "What?" <laughs> so like, it it is a really shocking experience. But I mean, it wasn't exactly a close call. Now, boom. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Uh, That's awful. Yeah. Oh, what yeah, a crap yeah.
0: punchline! She's like the worst, like superhero villain. I know. and I mean, she was
1: about five foot one. Yeah. But only for the bottle of. Uh, only <laughs> for the bottle of glass in her hand wow. or the glass bottle in her hand. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was like, Don't react, no. don't talk back, don't say it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get those kind of you get those little moments in life where you get kind of shocked and you're like, okay, I can't, I can't react here. This is uh, mm. this force is much powerful than I, much more powerful oh, than I am. <laughs>
0: like, and, and this like this isn't even it, but like you know, like this is so different what you were talking about. But it just reminded me, like you, the other day, I was in a shop and there was this man, and he could have he could have had, he was you know he was um you know a, a, a an older man. He was probably you know. Between 50 and 60, I would say. Yeah. And he he could have had mental health issues, you know not kind of way, or else uh-huh. he was like an arsehole. Like, you know, okay. it was one or the other. Um, but anyway, he came in and uh, to the shop and I was in a queue and uh, then, but like we were, you know when someone kind of takes a different point where they're going to queue from, but like I was there first, I just kind of had stood maybe like slightly to the side of where I should have possibly, uh-huh. but like it was very obvious like I was in the queue. Anyway, yeah. so uh, the guy who was at the t- till went and I walked up and your man was just like, uh, I thought we were queuing here even though I obviously was but he had just stood behind me in a different thing after me but I could see what he meant like about like the fact it might have looked like I wasn't cuing but like I clearly was anyway I was just like oh that's fine you go ahead Um, because you know I I was buying like I was on my way to the cinema I was buying a bag of popcorn (laughs) like that like it was nothing serious but then uh, and then, but your man was getting his lotto ticket like changed and like so I was just standing there and I just really wanted to getting his lotto ticket checked and I just really wanted to be like um best of luck with the lotto like I really really uh, wanted yeah, to say yeah, it but yeah, I was just like yeah, yeah. "No, nah, he couldn't you, you <laughs> couldn't do it and then you walk out of the show you know one of those moments where you're like this is what I should have said I and then know, all the end things you up from,
1: having the argument in your head for about two days after yeah <laughs>
0: but it was so different but yeah. you got yeah well maybe I should keep the question in no I think I'll get rid of the question I think you said something earlier what did I say that would make a really good question oh you, we talked about something earlier I'll listen back and get it. <laughs> I'm gonna rob something from this then, uh, sorry about you <laughs> right let's go I think this again. could be this could be our last one what is it uh, yeah this is our last one ah. let's try get your number let's try get your number okay number 15 no oh my god you whitewashed I'm so, so sorry but we've had a great chat so yeah. it's all good <laughs> uh, number 15 question is oh well since you like Marina Carr you're getting a Marina Carr question. what are your <gasps> memories of 9-11 what are my
1: memories of 9-11 uh, well I was in first year mm. at the time in the presentation secondary school at Thurless County Tipperary and uh, I remember walking out uh, the the like it was September, so it was really sunny. Finished school, walked out the front gates, and actually, actually, it was Joanne. Do, do you know Joanne Quinn? Um, mm-hmm. she's an actor as well in Dublin, uh, but she was uh, about two or three years ahead of me in school. But I remember, and we knew each other from uh, doing shows and stuff together. But she, I remember her running out the gate and saying, World War Three has started, World War Three has started, and I was like, What is she talking about? And went down to my nana's house and uh she was watching the telly and on her little telly and there was just planes flying into buildings wow. uh, buildings at that point that i'd never heard of i was like 12 or 13 um and just uh and the next day i remember asking my cousin did you hear about what happened in america she's like obviously i heard about what happened in america do everyone knows and i was like wow it was the first um it was the first experience i had of like yeast like this kind of stuff happens in the world mm-hmm. Up until then, I'd never had any, never really heard about those kind of attacks and terrorist attacks and uh, people blowing up other people because mm-hmm. of um, religion and um, extremism and stuff. So it was my first kind of experience of that that side of the world. Mm. Um, yeah.
0: Like, do you think, like, because even just when you're saying that, there, like, of uh, Joanne, was it? yeah like like her coming out like and screaming like world war three like but like
1: if you're listening to this Joanne, hello (laughs) yeah
0: yeah but like i mean is that like like because i remember like i I think that's a good question only because everyone remembers it so clearly like there's that's probably the moment like correct me if i'm wrong do you think that's potentially the moment like that like pretty much like anyone eh, like most people on the planet obviously unless you're like you know whatever like 16 or whatever Like mm-hmm. and under, uh, Will remember That moment Like oh, more yeah. than Any other moment yeah. That we've ever lived through Like collectively As a society
1: Definitely uh, Like it's It's one of those things Where everyone remembers Where they were like, When they hurt
0: And like there's very, Like I know we all say that About like a lot of things Maybe Michael Jackson's death I remember where I was I
1: know exactly where I was I was in Galway And I was having a few drinks And I said What are we going to do And my friend Lauren was like Well there's nothing you can do I mean <laughs> Yeah Yeah <laughs> he's Yeah dead, Yeah like, Oh Yeah okay uh like
0: there's a few there's a few moments but like i mean do you think it was like um, uh, uh, because i think if i was going to ask you the question do you think that like on some level like it was traumatic because i remember i remember i was being picked up from school by my mom by my friend's mom and she was dropping us back and i remember she said something really like innocently racist but it was something like uh she like oh we're in trouble if it's the russians but if it's like the i I think she might have said like if it's the packies or something like that were okay she said something like <laughs> that was really racist i don't think she's like a racist woman oh i just think God, she was yeah, yeah no it wasn't my mom wasn't yeah. my mom my friend's mum. so fuck her uh, and but like um just said something like some gas like that like something just like that at the time i didn't even know what it meant but I, mm. I always remember like being like but like it's an awful thing no matter who did it anyway um i wonder like on some level like because I, I have to imagine if you lived in america like it would be, imagine the fear that like that happened, you know, within like a few hundred miles, few thousand miles of your hips.
1: Well, yeah, like I mean, even nowadays, it's um, you know, you hear like I mean, look, at the mi- I mean, the Middle East is being bombed to shit, and it's horrific. Mm. But the just the precision and the way it was planned. I mean, this is an awful thing to say, but to make two of the most iconic towers in the world drop to the ground, it was. So strategically planned and it was so dramatic. Mm. Do you know the idea of watching those two buildings crumble in the most popular city in the world? Yeah. Do you know that's it's it's enough not like like it's uh, not iconic, but it like the way it was done was just so meticulously planned, Mm. so dramatically planned down to the dates 9 11, you know, 9 1 1. Yeah. Um, I mean no wonder there was a million and one conspiracy theories surrounding the whole thing um, it's it is one of those phenomenal things that have happened in history mm. like you know it, it's it's the one that we can relate to them. There's there's been lots of others in the past that were just so uh, so Momentous again. It sounds like a positive word. I'm I'm trying to look for a negative word, mm, mm. but it's one of those um, extremely memorable things that was like extraordinarily uh, uh, extreme and yeah. dramatic. Like yeah. that, th- like the image of the first tower falling, the image of the second tower falling, like people covered in dust in like this, you know, shiny city. Yeah, it's mental. mental, I know. mental, mental.
0: It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and in, like, today's world where, like, stuff is happening all the time. Mm. Like, obviously, like, that was, like, what, like, where 3,000 people, I think, died on nine eleven, which is just such an, like, incomprehensible number of people for, like, one day by, like, a group of, you know, a small group of people. Yeah. Um, But, like, now it, it is, like, quite common. Like, pretty much weekly, monthly, like, there is some kind of terror yeah, attack.
1: Th- and it's horrific. And, like, you know, like... um. You, it's hard to import bombs and knives and guns and everything, but nowadays you can just sit into your car and mow people down. Yeah. It's, it's horrific, like
0: yeah, and it, like the not to be like we're gonna end now on this now, but like I mean, <laughs> it, it's probably like it, like it's in no way beyond the realms of possibility at all. In fact, I would say the opposite. Like Dublin is not like safe from that kind of thing. Like it's happened in like Stockholm, right? Like I
1: was listening to the radio the other day, yeah, and uh, there was. I think it was uh people were texting in their opinions of like if um how would you combat terrorism in Ireland <laughs> someone texted in saying given that uh we're such a small country and given the uh the nosy nature of the Irish I think terrorists would find it pretty hard to thrive <laughs> in Ireland I was like Sweet. okay well due to the fact that the Irish people are just going to be like who are you now what are you doing No there yeah, what's yeah. going on over there I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever all heard all of a
0: sudden we become really grateful for that cynicism yeah. cynicism <laughs> we are giving out better Dele Rosanna first of all thank you so much for coming on and playing and doing it um, would you do me a favour and tell everyone about Test Copy at the new theatre and all the details? on any social so if you want to plug uh, for sure. Um, so
1: Test Copy is a play, my first play that I've written and that I'm performing in it is directed by Pat Kiernan who is the artistic director of Corca and it is produced by Nina Arts Centre in Tipperary and it's looking at themes of violence in young women and uh, peer pressure and uh, the extremes that young people are willing to go to um, to get themselves noticed and particularly from people who are already really under the radar. Um, it kind of turns the world of... Um, the typical uh, initial thoughts of teenage life on its head a little bit, while still remaining true to that age and era and everything, mm. and uh, so it follows Louise Fennessy, who is just one of eighty nine girls in transitioner, and she gets brought into a very unlikely crowd, um. But things go go wrong, and they they spit her back out, pretty much. And the idea of having gone from nobody to top dog back down to nobody and less than that again uh less than that now really doesn't sit well with her and uh it's it's but it it's it's a black comedy it's 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 funny mm. it's got lots of heart I, th- I hope and uh um but it, it is quite there's a lot of home hitting truths in it as well and test copy it kind of the the idea stems from uh, so test copy by definition is. An impression made to check for errors, and Louise Fennessy is just one of 734, uh, sorry, 744 girls in mm. her school, and she's. This school is one of four in this town, and that town is one of how many in that county, and and we're still a small country. But the idea that you're just one person that something like this can happen to, um, is where the idea has stemmed from.
0: Nice. Great stuff!
1: Oh yeah, sorry, it's on in the new theatre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> September fifth to 9th at seven thirty, and you can get tickets at www dot uh, Um, you can uh their their mob- their number should be on the website as well, and tickets are between twelve euro and sixteen euro. And do come along and hope you enjoy.
0: Amazing, Rosanna Purcell thank you so much for playing Personality Bingo. Thank you. So, guys, that was Rosanna Personal playing Personality Bingo with Tom Moran. A massive thank you to Rosanna for taking the time to do the podcast. And, uh, guys, do check out her play, Test Copy, at the new theatre from the 5th to the 9th of September. Guys, other than that, come see me in the theatre. If you're not going to do that, I implore you to come see the live show. It's our first ever live show, Personality Bingo. Depending on how this one goes, I'd love to do some more. We're going to make it a little bit audience participatory as well. Is that a word? Is that, was that right? Was that good grammar? Nah, doesn't matter. We're going to do it. Um, so, come check us out on September 22nd at the Tivoli Theatre. I'm going to be talking to Jared Regan and uh, Jarrett Regan's going to be doing an episode of an Irishman Robert Roddy Doyle on the same bill. Guys, it's super cheap. It's 18 quid for those two podcasts. Like, I mean, like I'm priceless so uh, i implore you to come and check this out. It's going to be great fun and it would be just really great to have a, a good house in there. If we do, who knows who we can get next. Uh, this is a really big episode for us so any support, uh, retweeting, plugging, all that sort of stuff is, is massively important for us. Guys, beyond that, thank you so much for listening and tune in next week for another episode of Personality Bingo with me, your host, oh my god I didn't thank everyone, I'm going to do it now look, I've got a feather brain sometimes, who cares Um, a massive thank you to Taz Keller the boss woman for mixing, editing and producing her podcast this podcast and her podcast check it out, Uh, Taz and Marcus in the shower uh, in the shower with Taz and Marcus I'm just (laughs) ruining everything today but you know what, we're getting a rough and ready one and that's okay Uh, guys, other than that, uh, a massive thank you to Connor Nolan for his wonderful artwork, to Liam Moore and Anthony Manley for the amazing music a huge thank you to Paddy and Alan and Sean and Laura and all the amazing team at Head Stuff and a to thank you to you for taking the time to listen. Guys, we'll see you next week. I did it all properly this time on Personality Bingo. Oh, thank you to you too. Bye bye Personality Bingo with me your host Tom Moore.